Our second scripture reading today comes from the book of Romans, in the 8th chapter, beginning with verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, today is Pentecost. It's the day that we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all who were gathered together. The gift of the Holy Spirit, God's very presence and indwelling with us. It stays like this on these, on these special celebrations when we have these funny church words that we don't hear any place else in the world that I really come to appreciate and love. Um, our liturgical calendar, our church calendar of the Christian year that helps us celebrate and the seasons of our faith. Because it was just a short while ago in February that we gathered in here and we began the season of Lent. There were 40 days when we prayed and really focused on drawing close to Christ and focusing on Christ's journey towards Jerusalem. Some of us participated in fasting or giving things up for Lent, each of which hopefully helped us be mindful of our call and who we are called to be. And then we entered into Holy Week, to Monday, Thursday, to Good Friday, Holy Saturday, where the world was so still you could almost hear the earth breathe. And then there in the heart of God to experience the joy of Easter, the great mystery of Easter, where God's love once and for all was proclaimed that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, not even death on a cross that could separate us from God's love, that could put out God's light. And since then, we have been celebrating and celebrating and celebrating that great love of Easter. And so here we are 50 days later at the celebration of Pentecost. And it is a celebration. It is a party. And all the people are gathered together. And of course, God is bringing the gift The gift for you and for me and for all the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now there are times and places in Scripture, in our faith journey, and in our walk, where we need, where we require and are called to stillness and quiet and space and calm. But that's another sermon and another day. That is not Pentecost. Pentecost is big and it's crowded and it's noisy. It is loud. It is a day when God's faith comes and is proclaimed aloud for all to hear. Now all that was really just a big build up from my little humor today. 
because today is also Confirmation Sunday. Isn't that a wonderful day to come and profess your faith, the day of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? This has been a wonderful class to journey with. And it started back in January. That's when our confirmation class officially began. And a few years ago, I got brave enough to take sixth graders on an overnight retreat. And you know, that first class was so wonderful. They spoiled me. I thought, we can do this again. And we can do it for two nights. And we did. And it was great. And here we are several years later. This class was the first one that got to go on two retreats, one to open and one to close. But on our first retreat, back in January, we go down to my in-law's farmhouse in Wortham. And when we get there, there's a bunk room upstairs with bunk beds and day bed and a futon that either the boys or the girls get. And then the other group gets the air mattresses in the gathering room downstairs. Well, when we went in January, girls had dibs and they got the bunk room upstairs. Now, there's a, a door At the bottom of the stairs, it's really just a utilitarian door. You know, my in-laws can close it when they're not using the upstairs of the house and not have to heat and cool the upstairs. But the girls saw that door in another way that would declare their domain and their territory, and a sign was posted on the door to declare such. For all of our educators in the room, you'll be glad to know that we now have a spelling test along with our profession of faith and confirmation. Now, this this has kind of been a running joke in our class, and I use this with permission because I'm the girl that in second grade could not spell salad. I wanted to know if it had one L or two, and my kindergarten brother told me. Um, But I thought... Now, that'll preach. That will preach. What if we were not allowed to profess our faith aloud? What if that were the case? Oh, my goodness. And here on Pentecost, we celebrate the day that God poured out the Spirit in a loud and bold and mighty way. And in Romans 8, in Romans 8 that I read just a few minutes ago, Paul affirms that in us. Paul affirms that we were not given a spirit of fear. We were given a spirit of adoption. And I thought, well, that's an interesting thing to be opposites. Fear versus adoption. I would never have really put those two together. But the scripture opens with talking about the spirit leading. The spirit leading the children of God. The Spirit leading them out of fear and out of slavery. Well, where in Scripture do we know another story about God leading the children of God by the Spirit out of fear, out of slavery? In a way, it is the story of the Hebrew Scriptures. It is the story of the people of Israel. It is Moses leading the people out of the land of Egypt. It is Moses and Aaron and Miriam heeding God's call and proclaiming to God's children, you are the children of God. And God has come. And that spirit leading the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night and saying, 
you no longer have a spirit of fear. A spirit of fear to Pharaoh. Well, of course we're going to fear Pharaoh. No. You have the spirit of adoption because God has claimed you as children of God. And we cry out to God in a very different way than we cry out to Pharaoh. By the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, joining with our spirit, we call out to God. We profess our faith with tenderness and with love and with intimacy that is at the heart of God. We don't cry out in fear like we did to Pharaoh. And you and I know the world of Pharaoh. We know that world and that culture. We even know it in our faith. I mean, it's really challenging to find a conversation about our faith and our culture that isn't based even in the fear of God. It's challenging to find a conversation that is rooted in that tenderness and that love and that light. It's usually based in that world of Pharaoh that is a world of fear. The world of assessments and judgments and evaluations. The world of um, monthly quotas and monthly goals. The world of STAR and SAT and ACT and EOC. We know that world. That world that would say, if you do not then what? Fear. Fear of our jobs. Fear of our opportunities. Fear of our paycheck. Fear, I think at the very core, about who we are, about what our identity is, and what Pharaoh would tell us our identity is. But in Romans, Paul affirms and reminds us that no, the Holy Spirit, that gift on all, all, joins with our spirit so that we can cry out. We can cry out to God. We can profess our faith. We can say no, no to that fear. To renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, to reject the evil powers of this world, to repent of our sin, to say, no, that is not who I am. That is what I encounter in this world. I'm not perfect and I'm still broken, but no, I can strive for more. To proclaim aloud, to accept the freedom and power God gives us, to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves to get that all out of the way to set aside those things that would call us into a world of fear and then with the Spirit to cry out to God to profess Jesus Christ is our Savior to put our trust oh our trust not something we do with Pharaoh but it is something we do with Abba, Father, to put our whole trust in his grace. To earnestly seek to follow him. Coming back to our liturgical calendar, Pentecost, I kind of always thought of as a uniquely Christian celebration in the church. It's not one that I really remember 
reading about in the Old Testament. I mean, we know about Jesus celebrating the Passover and where the Passover comes from. We're back to our Moses story again. But Pentecost, I, know, yeah, I don't hear that word. Well, it's because Pentecost is a Greek word. But did you know Pentecost is a celebration from the Old Testament? We can read about it back in Deuteronomy chapter 16. Pentecost, the festival of weeks. It's a harvest festival. And seven weeks, 50 days after the Passover, the people were to come together and celebrate the harvest, the harvest of the wheat, the most precious of the harvest. And they were to give an offering to God and celebrate. They were to bring together their family and their friends and strangers, the whole village, bring them all together in one place and celebrate the harvest and give thanks to God. The unique thing about the Festival of Weeks, the unique thing about Pentecost, is that in my understanding, it is the only festival, it is the only celebration in the Old Testament where we are not told what to give as an offering to God. I mean, you've gone through Leviticus and Deuteronomy and stuff, and you're going to bring two doves, and you're going to bring an unblemished goat, and you're going to give 10%. You've read those instructions before and fallen asleep, right? There is a prescription for just about everything that we do to give thanks to God, to balance it, to make the scales right. But Pentecost, Pentecost is the one where it is an offering, where you get to choose Whatever it is that you're going to offer to God, you're going to look at your harvest. You're going to count your blessings. And out of that thankfulness and those blessings, offer back to God. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because what is your gift going to be? What is your offering going to be? Each of us have such unique gifts. Each of us have unique callings and families and blessings. They are all so unique. But by our baptism, we are all ministers of the gospel. We are all called to proclaim aloud the good news. I can't wait to see how you, how you will offer your thanks and give your gift to God and let the world know aloud our thanks, our praise, and our faith. Thanks be to God. Amen.